Today on The Girl Defined Show, we have a special treat for you. You're going to hear an exclusive segment from the recent Girl Defined conference where we had a guys-only Q&A panel answering your most pressing questions. Hey, sisterhood. It is Kristen Clark here, one of the founders of Girl Defined Ministries, and I am so glad you're joining me for today's podcast, today's Girl Defined show, because like I said in the intro, we have a special treat for you. Many of you know that we just had this our sixth annual Girl Defined conference here in San Antonio, and so many of you came and joined us in person, and even more of you joined us online from all over the world. It was just an amazing, jam-packed weekend from morning until night, and I am so exhausted, but in the best way, because it was just so full and so fun, and I got to meet so many of you, so thank you for all of you who came out. I hope it was a huge blessing to you, and for those of you who tuned in online, I love seeing all of your comments, your interactions. It was just such a fun gathering of the sisterhood from around the world. And what you're going to hear today is a special exclusive segment that we have never had before at the conference, which is a guys only panel moderated by the guys. Your questions were answered by the guys and these are anonymous questions. So it wasn't like the guys knew who was asked, who was asking these questions or anything. We had a phone number where you could text in and then we gathered the most commonly asked questions and gave it to four guys who are my husband, Zach Clark, Bethany's husband, David Beale. And then we had Daniel Gill on the panel who is currently dating my sister, Rebecca, who is a part of the Girl Defined team. And then Gonzalo Trevino, one of our good friends who was also in a serious dating relationship. And so we wanted to give you guys the opportunity to ask any questions you wanted to four guys who are pursuing the Lord and seeking to honor him in their lives to give you a little bit of a guy's perspective, at least these guys perspective on some of your most pressing questions. So I think you're going to love this. You're going to enjoy it. I think you're going to be really encouraged. You're going to have some good laughs. So without further ado, here is our guys Q&A panel. Enjoy. All right. So here we are. Uh, we are four guys, and uh, as you as you saw, we're really excited to answer some of y'all's questions. You really asked some some really good questions uh, that you sort of would like to know from uh, from our perspective. Obviously, we can't speak for every guy ever or every Christian guy ever, but we can speak from our own experience. We can speak from what we think, and so. Let's just dive in. So the first, the first question you've asked is, uh, why are guys scared of commitment? <laughs> why are guys scared of commitment in marriage these days? I want to try to understand. Is it pressure? That is a great question, isn't it? Why are guys scared? Um, I think it's just that they're scared. Scared of you. (laughs) Obviously, with marriage comes a lot of responsibility. And if dudes are scared, they're not scared of you necessarily, but marrying you means what? They're now responsible for a household. If they know what they are called to as a biblical man, they now have stepped up the level of responsibility in their life. And that's a good thing right? We want that from them. We want them to be called to a higher standard and God willing, you as the female in the relationship will be calling them to a higher standard. If they're not up to that standard, we got to ask some questions as the girl in the relationship, right? If they're concerned about committing after two years of dating, 
we probably should step back and reevaluate the relationship. And that comes back to you and people in your life, ladies, who are going to give you counsel on this situation. Ask people who know and who care about you, what should I do in this situation? Because if the guy's not willing to step up, that guy's probably not for you, at least at this point. Does that make sense? So we're scared sometimes, and that's not always a bad thing, right? There's a level of responsibility that that requires some like, okay, I've got a lot coming. I better be ready. That's fine. But if the, if the level of fear is to the point where he's like, ah, I'm, I'm not there yet, well, then he's not there yet. Don't push him into that. Don't ask for the ring because he's not there. Make sense? Okay. I guess it's my turn to ask well, a question. No, no, no that, was, that was fantastic. I, I, I really think that you, you made a really good point surrounding yourself with people. You yeah, know, there's got to be community. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. He's a... I, I've been very scared to take on certain responsibility. And, uh, you know, like having a family seemed like the biggest deal ever. And here I am with, you know, I have a kid and I'm married and, you know, it happened. And it seemed like the biggest mountain to climb and the biggest responsibility. And it, yeah, it's very scary. Uh, but it can, it can happen. And if, uh, you know, years ago, if I think of myself then... Uh, it would have been difficult to imagine me here now. And so there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of hope that guys that seem, some guys that seem like they're not there, they might be there and actually sooner than it may appear at the moment. Cool. Gans, why don't you take this one? I know you're in a wonderful relationship. Yes, I think she's here. What qualities did you look for in a girl? It's a long-term commitment, bud. What qualities were there? It's a great question, a question I love talking about too. I think that there's a lot of very important things that both actually the guy and the girl should have when they're interested in having a relationship with each other in a way that they can pursue their Christian values and honor God in the process. And so as far as what do guys look for in girls, and I think some of the, the very important things we look at is, you know, we want to be equally yoked, right? So we look for a girl that's a Christian, but what does that really look like? Because we know nowadays a lot of people claim to be Christians, and they may not actually be, or they may not know what that means, or they haven't really accepted Christ and really submitted their life to a life of following Christ. So I like to look for things, you know, I've always paid attention to what did they do in their life outside of just attend church, right? How did they get themselves involved? What, what are the fruits of their faith in their life? How do they get involved in ministry? How do they get involved in potentially something related to missions or all sorts of things involved in the church? How do they help spread the gospel? And, and really, how do they honor God even in their daily life, right? How do they speak to others? How do they treat others? Because we are a walking reflection of Christ, right? And that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to guide other people that way. So if you see that in a girl, it tends to point, you know, towards someone who has that value. And you want to find someone who has that. They're, they're, you know, you want your wife to be a shining light that, you know, exemplifies the, the value of Christ to others and really helps people come closer and draw closer to Christ because at the end of the day we're called to you know make other people believers and you know if you're equally yoked you're going to raise some children the children would then be Christian 
right? And you spread this around the world. And it's, I think it's a beautiful, a beautiful picture of the gospel, right? The husband is meant to emulate Christ in the marriage. The wife is meant to emulate the church. And so being a true believer, someone who has accepted Christ is kind of instrumental. Amen. I think there's a lot of other smaller things, you know, kind of the next level, right? Um, the kind of dignity they carry themselves with is very important. You know, the kind of self-respect and, and those kinds of things are very, at least to me, very important, right? Is I think, it okay if they're beautiful? Is it okay if they're beautiful? I mean, I, I, think, I, I think I got a beautiful one, so yes, yeah. yeah. But I think, and I think obviously, you know, it's always going to be, there's always something that's different for every guy, right? Every guy's going to value something a little differently. And I think if you're a Christian and you truly love Christ, you're going to follow what Scripture tells us, which, again, we're starting from equally yoked is almost like mandatory, right? And so then you move into what is, what is great and optional and I think uh, some stuff that's very important. And, and I think some of those things like the, the respect and the dignity that she shows kindness and nurturing is when you approach a girl... Um, that you're potentially interested in, in starting a family with, you, you, you must evaluate not just who she is as a single girl, but her potential as the mother of your children, the, her potential as your wife, her potential as, you know, maybe a, a member of your community and et cetera, and all these things. So you have to evaluate all these different things. I know, Daniel, I know you had some, some thoughts on this one, too. Well, no, I mean, that's a really good question, um, and you answered it really well. I mean, Zach's definitely right. I mean, if you're, if you're looking around, I mean, you're definitely hoping to find someone who's incredibly beautiful, and so <laughs> thankfully we were all lucky to find that. Um, but I think on more of a serious note, I think a really big thing that I know that really stood out to me for Rebecca is the way that she interacts with her family. So a lot of people can put on a really good um, show or they can just act a certain way when they're out and about. But how someone acts with their family and when they're just around them really says a lot about the person themselves. And if you think about it, ultimately as a guy, if I end up marrying a girl, she's going to be part of my family. And so at that point, how she is interacting with her family is probably going to be similar to how she's going to be interacting with my family. Um, so that's just a really big thing. I think almost, I know it can almost seem hard. Maybe if you're at home, it's like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Maybe if I'm helping out siblings or things like that. But it really does. And it reflects on a girl or even a guy really well because those are the relationships that nobody really sees, that just God sees. Um, but they really say the most about you. So that's a really big thing for me is like how, how the girl interacts with her family. Yeah, that, that's excellent. Uh, one question we have here, uh, this is sort of shifting a little bit, but would a Christian guy date a girl who's not a virgin? Maybe, maybe Zach, you start with this one. It depends. Uh, but I would say that's not, that's not a, it might, it might be something to talk, for sure something to talk about, but it's not something that would prevent a guy, a Christian guy who's genuinely after the heart of a woman to, uh, it wouldn't prevent him from dating her, right? If your heart, as the woman who's been involved in sin, past sexual sin, and you are looking to find a Christian man, now that you're a Christian, you've repented of that, you've turned, you're headed in the direction of following Christ, look for a Christian man, right? And it's, it's gonna be embarrassing, it's gonna be a hard conversation, be totally honest with the guy, and it's up to him, honestly. It's up to him. Some might not want to do that. Some would be 
all for it in the sense that they're, you know, not happy about it, but they would love to get to know you more. They see the heart that you're pursuing the Lord right now, and that's the direction they want to go. So here's what I would say. Don't not be uh, interested in relationship because of that past sin. If a guy is going to come pursue you, be honest with him and um, be, be straightforward and see where the Lord leads. You know, I, I, think, I think this is actually really good. It says Christian, right? Christian guy. And as Christians, we believe in the hope of the gospel and the renewal of the gospel. And so as Christians, you know, out of like one of the key things that should differentiate the Christian is the ability to take within oneself the redeeming power of the gospel, that it can restore and transform us. We're not damaged goods, right? And Amen. So- Amen. Wow. <laughs> We're going to pass so- the plate now, Dave. You're on fire. <laughs> so in the context of a relationship, this, is a, this can be something that perhaps is some, something that uh, an act that, that a girl would, would think of as a regret because of Jesus and the gospel can become a picture of beauty because of the restoring power of the gospel. Amen. Amen. Yeah. God bless God's grace. Praise God for that. Praise God for that. Dave? Shifting to outward appearance, talked a lot about the heart. We talk about, a lot about girls' modesty. It's important. It's an important topic. But should guys worry about that as well? And should girls care about that? Yeah, 100%. I think that it's, it's true. A lot of the... 100% what? 100% guys should, should okay, think about right. this too. Yeah. Like 100% yeah. clothing? All of it? What was that? You should wear all the clothing? <laughs> they should wear all the clothing. <laughs> Open the closet. I'm taking it all. <laughs> well, you know, it is, it is true that it's very uh, common. It's very common, especially uh, amongst Christians who are trying to, trying to do the right thing to talk about how, you know, girls need to be modest, this sort of thing. Uh, it's interesting that modesty, we often think of in terms of the physical, like how much skin is showing, right? But modesty in sort of its broader definition, it, do, it, it expands beyond just a simple uh, appearance, like what you're wearing, right? Modesty includes how you carry yourself. So there are, other, there are more ways than one to be modest. I think dress is so external, so it's so easy to talk about, right? It's literally on your body. You're just walking around. So it's, it's easy to talk about. But what about, what about the way I, I approach a conversation I mean, this is convicting to me, but am I the sort of person that's getting into a conversation and trying to be right all the time, right? That's a form of immodesty, right? I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking my own opinion and saying, this is, this is the most important thing. I'm not going listen, to listen to you, right? And so I think first thinking of modesty, not just in terms of clothing, but in terms of how we carry ourselves and in terms of how we treat others, right? Am I gentle and kind, Right? But I know the question probably refers a lot more to, you know, physical modesty. And so... Get with what they were really asking, okay? That was good. That was solid. We're always talking. Yeah. No, I think think physical modesty is absolutely very important for guys, right? You know, there's a reason we're all wearing shirts here. And we're not just going, you know, doing whatever, whatever, whatever we feel, 
Uh, I mean, hopefully we feel like wearing shirts right now. <laughs> you know? Yes. I think, so yeah, I think, I think it's absolutely applicable. Equally, I think it's equally applicable, right? It's important. Well, Dave, I got a... It's important. I have an opinion on this, too. All right. So I do think, obviously, you know, the topic of modesty is something that y'all cover quite a bit here, and I think there's a lot of value in that, too. And I think uh, a lot of people take for granted, too, what it means you know, for a Christian man to be modest. And I think, you know, if you value modesty, you say, in your significant other, and and you appreciate that they dress modestly, then I think the responsibility for a guy's modesty, too, is a lot more in their eyes and in their mind, right? It isn't entirely fair for a guy to approach his significant other, girlfriend, or wife, and say, hey, I'd like you to dress modestly. And then those same guys then are looking at other girls in society that aren't dressed modestly, right? You can't walk around the corner nowadays in general in any city and not see people dressed, you know, extremely immodestly, right? So I think that it's, there's a responsibility in the man to be modest in, in his mind and in his character, you know, to put the principles that he believes in into play himself, right? So if you're saying, this is a standard that I believe in, well, there's a reason that standard exists, right? And it should also exist in your mind and in your heart. And if you have that relationship with Christ that you value... Well, you shouldn't walk around, you know, lusting over other women, especially if you're in a committed relationship, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and very specifically, what I wear should be uh, out of love for those I'm with and those I'm around. Yeah, absolutely. I can tell. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> well, uh, just, just one, other, one, other small, one other small thought. Uh, some guys can be very good at uh, something like emotional immodesty. Does this make sense? So you, you sort of, they're very good at getting into deep, deep conversations that are really like heart-to-hearts with girls, right? And this is something to, this is something to be aware of because oftentimes there's a real, there's a real uh, a desire in us all to have that deep emotional connection. And uh, even though that can, be, that can be awesome, if you're not being intentional, it can, not always, but it can become a way where a guy tries to exploit a relationship emotionally, right? And that's something that I think we as guys, especially we that, that think of ourselves as sensitive guys, you know, that, that, that are understanding or whatever, need to be aware of, right? Yeah. Right. That's why guys should have guy relationships, girls should have girl relationships where they can have those... And never the twain shall meet. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, that's what you have your significant other for, your girlfriend and wife. But yeah, it, it can be a danger to open yourself up to those, you know, very deep connections with people of the opposite sex if you're not careful. Yeah. yeah. Amen. All right. So, uh, were you, did you have one? Were you going for it? Daniel. Yes, sir. Quiet down there on the end. So what are some, we talked about some qualities, some things we look for. What are some red flags, maybe even subtle red flags that girls Su- should be aware of in guys? Like super subtle? Wh- whatever you feel okay. like answering. <laughs> follow your feelings right now. I'll follow my heart. I'll follow her. No. Um, yeah, that's a good question. And one more quick tie-in on, on the guys for modesty. Just like a girl should, when she's like dressing or something, should think about how is this going to affect guys and other girls around me? That same standard should be used for a guy. Like a guy, ultimately we're supposed to be kind and like considerate of others around us. And so a guy has just as much of a responsibility as a girl to think about, okay, is this going to cause someone else to stumble? Um, but anyways, sorry, side note on that one for the subtle red flags. Uh, this is a good one. Um, I think 
So some of these are not necessarily things that I'd say like, oh, if he's not 100% on this, like break up with him immediately and, you know, slap him in the face or something. Um, Not necessarily. I mean, maybe, but probably not. Um, But but one thing I would say for sure is it kind of stands out to me that someone has a lot of maturing to do. And this is, again, now I'm saying these things, but these are things that I'm definitely working on myself. Um, So maybe Rebecca needs to slap me sometime. Um, But number one is never admitting that he's wrong. If a guy can't ever admit that he has made a mistake or he has made, said something or done something inaccurately or mistakenly, that's a, not a good sign. That's a sign that he's still struggling with a lot of pride and that he can't move, like he can't really admit when he's mistaken. And that's, that's not something you want in a guy. Um, the se- second thing is speaking poorly of others. Um, and I'm not talking about you, because if a guy likes you, he's probably not going to speak poorly of you. He's going to be like, you're the best, and I like you so much. Um, but think about how is he talking about those people that aren't, he's not necessarily as infatuated with. He's not as, like, crazy about. Um, because those are the types of people that really show a lot more how, what his character is like and how he really thinks about other people. So if he's always talking negative about his family, about his friends, about the people that he doesn't even like. I mean, there's a time and a place to be honest and say, wow, this person is hard to get along with and I don't love them. Um, um, but it's still, you still want to be very careful if he's, that's a norm. Is that more often than not? And then one other thing is taking initiative. Um, taking initiative specifically in terms of leading in y'all's relationship with God. So I think it it could be easy for a guy or a girl to settle for someone to be a significant other, to be a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, and say, oh, they're a Christian, you know, they go to church three times a year, maybe on a good year or something, and just they're not very committed. Um, But especially for the guy, if he's not showing any initiative in terms of being like, hey, let's pray together. How are you doing in the word? Like, um... How are you doing reaching out and ministering to other people? That's not a great sign either. You not, you, the thing is, you don't want to set your bar low and just say, I just want a Christian. You, know, you want someone who's going to take initiative and lead. So if he's not doing that, it might not be necessarily something that jumps out at you like, oh yeah, he does go to church with me. But think about, is he taking initiative with you and is he leading you? Because you know, if you want a guy to be the leader, then you want to see that. Um, so those are, those are a few thoughts. I think a lot of times, too, um, we have to look for red flags that will show that in the future, you know, when things settle down, let's say a girl marries this guy, that they may yeah. settle into complacency. So try to look for those kinds of signs. Or do they look like someone who's doing certain things just now to try to get your attention, to try to get your interest? But is this really how they are? And so try to look for those, you know, how were they before I met them? You know, you know try to find, you know, any anything you can about them or, you know, you know, speak to people who know them. You'll, you'll start learning more and more about them and try to evaluate them. Like, hey, what kind of person were they? And is this something that really speaks to their actual character, right? They're not just putting on an act or, or not just trying to be better for now. Is this, yeah. is this really in their heart? Yeah. And I think you can look, look for a lot of signs for that. 
Yeah, that's super true. Yeah, just being aware, giving the guy time also to show. Sometimes, like, this is a really good thing, and I've talked about it with, like, some of my mentors. If a guy, for example, this is just an example, if a guy has struggled with something like pornography, then you want to see a consistent amount of time of victory and not, like, a few weeks. Like, oh, I haven't struggled in the last couple weeks. And that goes for anything. You want to see a consistent amount of success before you want to continue to pursue that relationship. Yeah, that's, no, that's really solid. Uh, one question is, uh, how do you treat your friends that are girls in a godly way after you're married? I'm interested yeah, it's in a, your thoughts. That is a tough one and something that I have learned a lot. I've made mistakes and, and struggled through it uh, in the past, especially right after uh, Kristen and I were engaged and married. Um, I think the best way to go about that is to be upfront with those other friends. And that is that our relationship has to change. It just does. I can't have hour long phone calls with you and hear about your hearts any longer because I have a wife and I'm, I'm responsible to be, be Christ to my wife and not you. I'm supposed to love you like a brother in Christ, but that's not going to love my wife well if I have an emotional relationship with another woman out there. So we have to be clear with those other guy friends, girlfriends that are still reaching out for that same kind of thing. I've, I've struggled with it and I've just kind of, you know, put them off or whatever. <sighs> I wish I would have done it differently. Be upfront, be loving and caring to that person, but the relationship has to change. I want to have those emotionally deep and caring conversations with my wife. And if, a, if another woman wants to have that kind of conversation, my wife is the perfect person to do that with her. Or some other godly woman needs to be there and do that. So that's something to look out for in a guy as well, right? As you get into a relationship, what are his other relationships with other women like while you're in a relationship with him? Shall we wrap it up with a bonus question? All right, yeah, let's go for it. Do you want a bonus question? Now, <laughs> all right, here we go. In your opinion or experience, can guys who have struggled with sexual sin in a relationship overcome that and still marry the woman they have sinned against, provided there's a genuine heart change? If so, how do you think a woman can encourage that man and not cause him to fall back into temptation? That's kind of a Big question. <laughs> yeah, a that's a it. big question. Why don't you start that, and then we'll... <laughs> <laughs> I'll start it. You, I'm sorry, man. You're just better at You, you can start and finish for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I always get these questions. Um, you're, you're good at them. <laughs> as Dave mentioned earlier, the gospel redeems. Christ changes lives. That's his job. And it happens every single day. We witness it in our friends and family. Praise God for that. And it can happen in the realm of sexual sin. And it does all the time. I've witnessed it in my friends. They, there are those that continue to struggle. But a guy can have a genuine heart to pursue purity after having been involved in pornography or illicit sexual relationships in the past for, let's say it's a decade God changes lives. Nothing that he cannot accomplish. Okay, with that on the table, what does that mean? Basically, God, ask God for wisdom to know whether that guy's heart has changed. And that's going to look like time and community. Spend time with him, get other 
guys and girls around him to be able to see, is this guy changed? And by the way, as your relationship matures with that guy, you can ask some of those questions and should. Maybe early on, get another guy friend or your dad, hey, go grill him. Where's he at in his, you know, fight for purity? We've got to know this, right? As Daniel alluded to, there needs to be a consistent amount of time where he's not stumbling day after day or week after week. We've got to see God working in his heart and life and that he, as that guy, genuinely wants to pursue Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to build trust, you know? You can't, oftentimes we want to jump the gun, right? We want a relationship without having the trust in place to sustain that relationship. And so it is very important, like you were saying, widen, widen the circle. Like in a relationship, I'm not enough to be able to discern the heart of someone else. In fact, no one except for God can see their heart. But we have a better shot at, at reading more fully an individual by expanding our cir- circles of mentorship and accountability. It, it, it's something that is there to help not just the man, right, but to help you as the girl to be able to live in a more confident way, understanding, okay, not only do I feel comfortable about moving forward with this or not moving forward with this, not only that, these people around me that I trust that know both myself and and this man, they also are on the same page. And there can be a lot of comfort in that. God has not just saved us to be loners, right? He saved us into a community, a body, right? The body of Christ. And so let's live as the body of Christ. We need community. Amen. We got to wrap it up here, gents. Any final encouraging word for these ladies? And take 15 seconds, not 15 minutes, please. Oh, wow. I think that excludes me. I'm done. Um, uh, let's see. I think the biggest thing is I've heard this sometimes is I think it's easy to get discouraged if you're in a single point in your life and maybe you've had a couple of relationships where it hasn't worked out. And you're like, wow, there's no other Christian people out there. Um, and there's especially no other Christian people of the opposite sex. I would just say don't settle and know that God's got his best for you and that if you don't settle, it's going to be best for you. But if you decide to settle, you're probably going to regret it down the road. So be, be patient um, but, and, and know that God's, God, God's got something good for you. I love it. I would say probably the biggest takeaway from this panel, I think, would be to remember God's grace it really is infinite and to trust in God because he has shown us time and time again that his grace is there for us. And that's why Christ came, so... Always remember that. 100%. I, I echo that. The gospel renews and restores. And what Jesus has given us is not weak. It's not something to hide, right, in our own lives and not be contaminated. It is powerful for us to be able to go out into the world and be and shine bright, right? And be able to be there and be lights for Jesus, right? And what we have inside us is powerful. It's powerful. And the world, anybody, anybody out there, they need this light as well, right? And that's exciting. Follow that, Zach. <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> I'm super encouraged by you guys. You've been a blessing to me and, and my family. Keep pursuing the Lord. 
praise God that you are here this weekend and keep it up. Well, sisterhood, what did you think? I thought it was so encouraging. It's not often that we get to hear from guys answering our questions about just everyday things that we're struggling with, wrestling with things that we want to know and hearing them answer from a biblical perspective. I thought it was so encouraging. I hope you were encouraged by it too. If you liked this episode, if you like what you're hearing from the Girl Defined show, please, please, please leave us a five-star review down in the comments, wherever you're listening, leave us a comment. Let us know what you love about the show, um, any other guests you'd want us to have on the show, any features you'd like to hear from because we read those comments and it really does help guide the content that we produce. And also those five-star reviews, That really helps other people find the show. So if you've enjoyed it, please do that. Send us an email if you have other questions or want to chat about anything we talked about. But I'm just so glad you're here. Thanks for giving this a listen. I hope it was an encouragement to you and we will see you guys in the next episode.